This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Brad Palmer. He's the CEO and co-founder of a company called Jostle. He has more than 30 years of experience leading multidisciplinary teams and driving the commercialization of technology businesses. Brad loves helping organizations create extraordinary workplaces by putting people at the heart of it. Brad, are you ready to take us to the top? I am. Good morning. Good morning. All right. So tell us about Jostle. What's it do and what's your business model? How do you make money? Jostle is a, a new kind of employee intranet, and we approach the problem differently than others. Um, so we actually do connect everybody inside the company, help you drive your culture, help people connect, help people find expertise, help them get work done. Um, it's a SaaS product, and people buy us on a subscription basis. Okay, and what's the average? Just give us a sense of average customer. What do they pay you per month? Our range of customer sizes is really broad. It actually matches U.S. company demographics. Uh, average customer size is 275. Uh, average contract value is 200, around 275. What employees? Employees. Yeah. Okay. And what was ACV? Around 13. Okay. Around 13. Great. So about a grand a month almost. Um, okay, great. And what are the, uh, I mean, so when people hear kind of help team communication, I mean, they must think obviously of Slack. How are you different than Slack? So Slack is strictly messaging and to really connect your organization, you need a lot more than that. Um, Jostle includes messaging, but it provides all the different levels of communication you need in a company. So sometimes you need to just find a policy. Sometimes you need to push out a safety notice. So in Jostle, you can target that safety notice just at engineers that are in Canada, get them to sign off on it. Uh, engineers in the U.S. will not uh, be distracted by it or be confused by it. So we deliver this very relevant internet to people um, that can communicate at all levels into an organization. Great. Now that we understand that, take us back to the, the start. When did you launch the company? We were founded in 2009, and uh, we've not pivoted. We've been building out our vision uh, since that day. My own background has been building, leading, transforming uh, pretty large teams in a variety of large companies, companies with very different uh, workplace cultures. Where were you at before 2009? Uh, two, before 2009, I was leading an industrial wireless company. Um, prior to that, I actually led uh, Industrial Inkjet and Color Worldwide for Kodak. Um, and that is actually a time when Kodak was bringing together five different $1 billion entities and integrating them all together at once. So that was a very interesting experience. And, you know, the things that we learned there are partly uh, why Docile is different. We actually started from the idea of, can we build a platform that will help scale leadership into an organization? I think when, we, when I founded Jostle, I didn't actually know what an internet was. Uh, we quickly realized that's what we were, but a very different kind of one. And are you, I mean, have you decided to bootstrap this company or have you raised capital? Uh, we've raised capital, but in a bit of an unusual way. Um, friends and family on steroids. Uh, we've raised a little over $7 million that way. Uh, no institutions, no angels. Um, they're all 
senior leaders that have some passion for what we're doing um, that have uh, stepped up and made an investment in our vision. And then again, fast forward to today, what's your team size at? We're at 65 people. Uh, and where are you based? We're based in Vancouver. Vancouver. Everyone in Vancouver. Very good. I hear good things about Vancouver. Yeah, Vancouver's great. Like property prices are going through the roof. Yeah, it's a high cost of living. Um but it's got the benefits to pay for that. <laughs> and back to the company, what are you guys at now today in terms of total customers using you guys? Uh, we're up around 500. One other very cool thing about Vancouver is it's super multi-ethnic. So we actually have employees from 24 different countries. Wow. That's amazing. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so super diverse, obviously Vancouver's team is 65, 500 customers. You said those are actual paying, right? Okay. And uh, you said earlier with a $13,000 ACV or about a grand per month, it sounds like you guys have probably passed that magical $500,000 MRR mark, right? Oh, yeah. Here yeah. We have. That's great. Um, you said, oh, yeah, like you're killing it. Are you above a million in MRR? Are we have above a million in MRR. No, we're not. Do you think you'll hit that by the end of the year? Uh, we're approaching it nicely. Um, one other really interesting stat about us is measured across all our customers, and we have an incredible variety of customers in terms of management styles and kinds of companies, size of companies. We're hitting 85% employee participation measured across everyone, the good and the bad. 11% of our customers actually get 100% employee participation. How do you know, how do you measure participation? Is it one login per week? Like what makes them active? So those numbers are monthly numbers. It's somebody coming in and doing something useful. Um, that's what we use from a marketing perspective because that's your best chance of finding something you can benchmark against to. It's a bit of a conspiracy in the industry. People don't normally mention those numbers because they're usually under 10%. Most internets have less than 10% of their employees using them. Or some people like measure it on some bullshit metric like a login, but they don't do anything when they log in. So they're not actually getting utility value. Yeah, or the other one that's really common is there's some trick that you have to log in to get your paycheck or something. Exactly. These are voluntary uh, logins for people actually doing something useful. That's great. And now how do you know, though, what something useful is? So we track that in a whole lot more detail uh, and profile out with our customers as we work and coach them. Um, that varies from customer to customer. We've got an AT&T reseller um, that has completely transformed their company on our platform. Those guys are doing about 40 value, trans from value transactions on Jostle. So posting something or downloading something um, per day, uh, average across all employees, an incredible level of connection. What does your customer churn look like right now annually on, on a logo basis? On a logo basis, it's around 10%. Okay, so super healthy. And most of the ones that churn are the smaller ones where, you know, if you've got 25 employees, um, that's borderline for us being able to deliver real value for Okay, so, so maybe a better company. metric, maybe a better metric for you is not logo churn, but but revenue churn. Are you guys into the net negative revenue churn range yet? Um, so our net retention revenue wise is over a hundred. Yeah. So 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 if you all of the upsells you drive across your current customer base more than makes up for the lost revenue in any given year. Yeah, and most of that upsell is our customers themselves growing. And what are the, you know, people have different product pillars they use to drive upgrades. Is it for you? What are those? Is it number of seats, additional features, like some utilitarian value? What is it? Uh, to keep our business simple, we just have all customers on the same product. Everybody gets all the new features. How do you upsell though? The customers themselves grow in their employee base. Um, we, from day one, get the whole customer as a company, the whole company as a customer. We're not a land and expand play. And we attract high growth businesses. So there's a nice tailwind there. 
Um, and then as we continue to make our product uh, more valuable and, and richer, um, we are increasing the price year out. Okay, when you increase the price in, in year two, do you force everyone who is already on you to pay the new price or do you grandfather them? No, we up the price for our existing customers as well. That's for Yeah, we've been very successful in doing that. Because and what you're saying is uh, less than 10% of them annually say, no, I'm not going to pay the new price. Yeah, and that 10%, a good chunk of it is companies who just blew up themselves. They got acquired. They went out of business. Uh, their senior leadership completely changed. Um, or it's actually, there's a reasonable fraction of them of people that bought for the product, paid for the product, and actually never turned it on. CRMs might be the tool that I fight with the most. I just haven't found one that I really liked. I don't know if you guys are the same way, but they're just so tricky. And a while ago, I had a guy named John Lee on my show. He's the CEO of ProsperWorks. And he told me they just passed 40,000 customers and 24 million in annual revenue. So they're doing about $286,000 in revenue per employee. And I said, wow, why is this working? And I said, you know what? I'm going to try it. So I went to prosperworks.com forward slash love your CRM, signed up, and it immediately became clear why it worked. Those of you that love growth hacking, you should go to that link just to see how they do the onboarding. That's prosperworks.com forward slash love your CRM. In short, it's like magic. You know, I'm not the guy that, you know, finishes the sales call and then takes the time to actually put data into the CRM. They have this magical way of just doing it. And it's a beautiful thing. So every morning when I wake up, I just go, okay. What leads are ProsperWorks telling me to reach out to because they're most likely to close and it works so well. And you guys know I love money and I love only focusing on the leads that are going to close. So I encourage you to try ProsperWorks. They're sponsoring the show. Check them out at prosperworks.com forward slash love your CRM. Folks, that's again prosperworks.com forward slash love your CRM. What are you guys doing right now in terms of uh, monthly paid spend on acquisitions, so Google ads, Facebook ads? Um, so our acquisition cost for a paid lead is under $400 Canadian. Okay. Uh, for a, a bona fide opportunity. And is that is that fully weighted? So the, the, the Google ad plus the inside salesperson's time to close the deal? Um, that is not fully weighted for the full cost. Um, the full cost... Um, so our full in cat is less than our ACV. And we actually throttle our, our activity to keep the acquisition cost under the ACV. Uh, people pay us a year in advance, so we have a very nice cash flow of that. Brad said differently, you like to keep your payback period under 12 months. Yeah, it's well under 12 months. Yep. Uh, very cool. And then what what is the total number? Like last month, would you spend on paid? Like less than 10 grand, less than 50? Oh, it would be over 50. Okay, but maybe less than a hundred, or what's the range? Um, it's probably around seventy-five thousand. In okay, and what channels are you spending that on? Uh, it's paid ads, um, review sites, some you know, sort of Facebook, Twitter kind of activity in a targeted way, mm -hmm. LinkedIn. Got it. And what do you assume? You know, now that we understand kind of what your CAC is, you like to keep it less than ACV. Tie that into your lifetime value. How long do you assume a customer is going to stay with you? So our, so our retention is so high and we're such a steady product that the old lifetime value is so high, it's sort of not meaningful to think about. It's not a key metric for us. Because we'll yeah, Brad, speak up a bit. We can't hear you, but it's so high you don't track it is what you said? Yeah, it's so high that it's not a meaningful metric. 
Yep. Makes good sense, Brad. Let's uh, let's jump in here and wrap up with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? So I don't read a lot of books, but one that really influenced me since I'm a product-oriented guy is uh, Robert Cooper, Winning at New Products. What's it called? Older Winning at New Products by Robert Cooper. Winning at New Products. Very good. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? There isn't, no. Okay. Number three, uh, is there a favorite online tool that you have? So after Jostle, definitely Trello. Trello. Okay. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Six or seven. Okay. And what's your situation? Married, single, you have kids? Married. Kids long gone. How many kids? New grandson yesterday. Congratulations. (laughs) That's exciting. That's very cool. How many kids? I have two kids. Okay. And how old are you, Brad? I am 62. All right. Last question. Take us back 42 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? So I think the thing is that uh, once you've actually established a team, you've got a connected team around you, uh, you don't have to get overly concerned about people bailing when times get tough. Uh, That's the thing I've learned a few times. When times get tough, people will rally around you and they'll stick with you and they'll pull you through. Um, Often young executives will get very paranoid about that and make bad decisions because they think people will not want to hear the news um, best to sort of avoid engaging on it. I say head right in, they'll stick with you. There you guys have it from Brad. Get the right people around you. Founded Jostle many years ago, back in 2009. Has since raised 7 million bucks from friends, family, and wealthy angels. Has 500 customers paying him for his cloud-based internet software, helping teams communicate. They pay on average 13 grand per year or about 1,100 bucks a month. So they're well over 550 grand in monthly recurring revenue. Less than 10% logo churn annually. They have a very healthy payback period of less than 12 months. And not spending, you know, relative to their... uh, their revenue, not spending a ton on paid ads, just about 75 grand per year with their team of 65 people up there in Vancouver. Brad, thank you for taking us to the top. Yeah, great job. That was fun.